You are now tuned in to episode 99 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, what's happening? 99. 99 problems in. An episode isn't one. Well, <laughs> at least this week it's not. That's right. At least this week. Last week we were, we were uh, you know, a day or two late. This year we, or this year, Jesus. This week, we were pert near a day or two late, and then all of a sudden, we decided, you know what? Hey, let's quick bang this thing out. Yep. So. Throw Hail Mary. That's what we're doing. Kick. Yep. We're here. We're going. Yep. That's right. So, uh, fresh back from the Ice Institute. Just fresh back. Like, literally hours ago, we were there. Yeah. And then we went and got some wings. Wings. And came back to Rock Rapids, Iowa. That's right. So, uh, nope, Ice Institute Man, was Ice, still a go. Ice Institute, wings, in a podcast episode in one day. That's a pretty good a Sunday, I got to say, man. That is a good Sunday. I mean, that's like that's like when you put some fishing flags on the back of your pickup and just cruise around town <laughs> with sunglasses on. And maybe uh, if you got a... If you got a button-up shirt, you kind of undo a couple of the top buttons buttons and kind of let her all hang out. Yep. Nope. Uh, You know, kind kind of like uh, kind of like those pictures of you up at uh, your your vacation. You know, the shorts get a little shorter. You undo a couple of the top buttons and sleeves maybe rip the sleeves off. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, USA number one and fishing number one. So, uh, nope. Like we said, fresh back from the Ice Institute and. uh, uh, yeah, it was still a go. Um, what is it? Far- Fargo just Fargo just announced canceled. that they they're canceling theirs. Yep, but uh, nope. Ice Institute was a go. Uh, me and Matt didn't make it up on Friday. We didn't make it over on Saturday, but we did uh, Sunday, the last day. And uh, you know, actually, we didn't make any purchases, but uh, we we went through and uh talked to some people that we had kind of been wanting to talk to yeah. past guests that uh we finally got to meet, meet in, in real life right yeah so no it was it was nice it was fun it was good to see people out there they said saturday was a heck of a show like a lot of people were there and I, good I, turnout right i think that they said that they they did figure uh maybe attendance was a little bit down compared to years past but they said the people were there and ready to spend the money like a All lot right. of big. What did they? I think we heard uh, 32 Garmin Live Scopes yeah, sold. Yeah, might have been even more than that. Or like, yeah, 30. In s- one, like just Saturday morning alone. Right. Like one of the first days they sold as many as they basically had. And now people had to get on a waiting list for them is what oh, I understood. Right. A waiting list. And then on top of that. Like Garmin came in and said, hey, we're only going to let you sell this many at that price. Right. Who? There's going to be a lot of people running around with live scopes this year is what I got out that's, of it. That's what they're saying. And uh, I think that means that there's going to be a lot more fish caught this year. There's going to be people finding fish. I'm kind of. I, I, I wonder, do you, you know, we were talking about somebody about marker buoys when you're out open water fishing. Do you think like the panoptics? Deucers that they carry around are going to be like the fishing, the ice fishing version of a buoy. Somebody sees somebody with one of those out, and it's just like, oh, they're stopping, they're fishing. Everybody's that, going over there. Yeah, kind of. They're going to be chasing the panoptics guys now. Is that what they're going to be called? Like, is that the Minnesota Fish Finder now? Right. It don't matter where you're from, Minnesota Fish Finder, Iowa Fish Finder. It's either binoculars or 
the marker buoy, but yeah. Do you notice like how, how us here in Iowa, and maybe it's just because we're closest to Minnesota, but we kind of take our shots at Minnesota. It seems like on the Facebook pages, South Dakota is always taking shots at Minnesota. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, poor Minnesota. They're just, just the punching bag. <laughs> but, you know, nobody really says anything about, like, South Dakota. Like, you never hear, about, like, oh, those South Dakota guys are over here fishing. You ever notice that? I do notice that. But South Dakota, don't you dare go over there and fish their river in <laughs> yeah. early April. <laughs> don't go over don't there in you, early April. Don't you dare. <laughs> Fish our river in our April. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, moving along. But uh, note, the Ice Institute, uh, uh, we talked to Levi Christensen from iFish Pro, uh, past guest. Um, uh, God, Chad Lorith, as always. Chad. Chad Lorith. Uh, he was working in the Vexlar booth, but uh, I think he had been working in the JT, JT booth. Yeah. Uh, we talked to Dan Hogue, of course, Cold Snap Outdoors. A lot um, of cool stuff there, as always. Yeah, who else did we? Did we bump into? Um, well, we are, I mean, past guest-wise, I think that was about it for past guests. That could have been it for past guests. We did talk to the Cox boys oh, from yeah. uh, the Nebraska Cowboys. And it's kind of funny, afterwards, I don't know if you noticed this or not, Matt, but uh, there was a song, I think it's by Paula Cole. But where have all the cowboys gone? <laughs> <laughs> it was on the radio at uh, at Cherry Creek when we went and had wings. And I was like, golly. Back that's, to Nebraska. Yeah, that's, that's where all the cowboys that's are the gone. the song that's being played right now at the Ice <laughs> Institute. Where have all the cowboys gone? Well, they're, they're heading back to Mullen. That's right. So, they had some ranch and stuff to do. That's right. Yep. Who's going to feed the cows? Yep. Yep, but uh, um, Garrett must be because he wasn't there. I that's didn't see, right. So that's he must right. be back doing all that stuff for you him. You know that there's another brother. That's I. I you know I've heard rumblings of that. He's he uh, he's still well, a young buck. Right, a legitimate brother, not the self-appointed adoptive brother, Leroy. Well, that's a real legit brother too. <laughs> that's he just got ran off after a bad hay deal. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but okay, so. Uh, no, it was yeah, good I'd, to see all those guys talk yeah. to old Kobe Van Beek. Kobe Van Hammersbeek. Van Hammersbeek, yeah, he was there. Cody Magnuson. Cody Magnuson. Yep. He had a pretty good day the other day, it looked like, out at the river. That's right. I think uh, I think if you are uh, looking to still get your boat out, I think that's where you need to be. I think yep. you need to uh, get over to Chamberlain or Pickstown or, you know, I think uh, uh, from what I hear, that's, uh, the, the river's where you want to be and... Uh, yeah, but you know we're we're in that in between time right now, Matt. You know we really we're, are. We're we're uh, uh, you know a lot of people have put away their boat, and uh, you know, geez, you know, ice season should be here, but uh, you know, then there's also those people that you know they're getting out more now than I think you know they had two months ago. You yeah. know what I mean? A lot of guys are having the lakes to themselves if they are venturing out. Some are even having to break ice just to get off the ramp. So. They're pretty dedicated, and they're getting after it. And some of them are be, being rewarded with some pretty nice fish. Right, right. You know, with this in-between time right now, Matt, uh, are, are you the type of guy, like, have you uh, started restringing rods? Have you uh, taken your shack and, you know, put it up and, you know, started? Like, if you're the same type of guy as me, like, 
I never, you know, kind of like with the boat right now, my boat is sitting in my garage, has not been winterized yet, you know, still got stuff, you know, scattered everywhere in it. But, uh, you know, you never know for sure when your last trip is going to be. So, you know, last, you know, late last, uh, winter, you know, early spring, whatever, you know, you're, you're not sure is this, you know, my last ice trip or, you know, am I going to get another one or whatever? And so I think you bring your shack back, you, you know, you put it in your garage or whatever, and then all of a sudden you just find out, well, yeah, that, that was my last, uh, you know, last trip. And I don't, I don't think you ever take the time to go back through, at least I don't, uh, go back through and see if there a waxworm cup in there, you know, that's still, you know, still got stuff in there, you know, take a vacuum and clean out, you know, the sawdust in the bottom, yep. you know, the empty wrappers, you know, all different sorts of stuff. You know, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure, uh, I got a feeling that I've got uh, propane tanks, you know. <laughs> I always, at the end of the ice season, I always will go through and clean out my shack and do all that stuff, do the vacuuming, kind of disinfect the, the tray, clean it, and do all that, vacuum it out. Like I said, uh, I'll take the windows out of the shack itself and set them in one of my drawers in the garage. Do you then, really? Yep. And then I, and I'll get everything, all my other stuff, like my auger, and put it in there and my buddy heater and kind of put it all in there so it's stored out of the way and then put the cover on it and then push it up underneath the something in the garage i'm i'm actually worse the other way as far as like getting it ready like all of a sudden i'll be like oh crap it's ice fishing you know there's enough ice out on the lakes to go fishing and it's like we're going in the morning so then i'm i'm out there for two hours the night before or three hours getting everything ready to go the next morning yeah, see, I'm I'm both of those. <laughs> like I uh I will probably pull my shack uh pull my shack down the night before or the morning of the first trip. And uh after my last trip I pull it into the you know, pull it into the garage and uh, you know, leave it sit there. And uh then all of a sudden it's like, Well, well, there goes the ice. All right, well we'll just slide it up on top on the shelf and uh yeah, that's that. No, I I take the time just to like put it all away like that. Uh, I always throw a couple like dryer sheets in there, to kind of keep everything away from it. And uh, same way with the boat. Early in the spring, I take a lot of time to get it all ready, vacuum it out, clean it all out, get all the stuff all organized in there because at the end of the season, it's kind of organized chaos. At the end of the year, you know, the winterizing happens, but then like. As far as like taking things out of it, I kind of just leave it all in there right. during the year. I uh, I actually finally, <laughs> you know, with my with my boat being in the garage, it just kind of becomes a shelf. So oh, mine too. I throw. There's a lot of stuff that ends up in there. You know, my pheasant vest ends up in the yep. in the boat a lot. Uh, there's bo- like shell boxes and stuff like that in there. So it yep. kind of becomes a catch-all. Kayla, you know, my wife parks right next to my boat. The other day I come home and there's like literally, I bet you 15 empty coffee cups or, <laughs> you know, empty dew cans or whatever, like they're on the the edge of my boat. And I'm like, the f- is this? <laughs> like, you know, whatever. So obviously she needed some room in her, in her car. So, you know, instead of wheeling in a garbage can, 
you know, ah, we're just going to put them on the edge of Scott's boat. I finally got into my boat the other day. And, uh, you know, for those of you that have never seen, I've got a, a rod rack on my ceiling that I can hop up into my boat and put those all, uh, put all my rods up and hang them on the ceiling. I finally did that. Uh, I kind of did a little bit of, uh, you know, putting some of my tackle back in the right spots and whatnot. So, uh, I don't think I'm going to get that boat out no matter how nice this weather is uh, coming down the pipe here. So I think I'm going to give uh, Jeff Cruz in yep. Little Rock, Iowa, the uh, the master boat mechanic. Uh, I'm going to give him a call and see if I can get mine in here in the next uh, couple weeks and uh, hopefully before the snow really flies. And uh, yeah, that'll be that then. Yeah, same here. I, I'm kind of, I've kind of conceded to the open water for the year now. And now you I got to get out. Right. But now it's, you know, focus on doing, get some hunting and everything like that until the ice gets here. My goal is always kind of, would it, would it be nice to have ice, obviously, soon so that I could, we could go out fishing and Are stuff? Are you trying to karate chop that microphone right did, now? Like, what did, was like, that? Kind of did a roundhouse with my hand, if that's possible. Is there a mosquito in wham, front of you or what? Wax on, wax off. I'll leave I kind of did one of those moves. I talk with my hands sometimes. So... I did. I just about knocked it over to you. <laughs> Wrecking equipment. <laughs> no, anyways, yeah. That I, wouldn't have been a bad idea. If you would have just hit that over to me, then I could have been talking into both mics. Yeah, you just sound really loud. Yeah, that would have been sweet. All right, back to your story. Yeah, no, I just start focusing on some hunting and stuff now until the ice gets here. I'm all right if we don't get ice until, like, January 1st. I know, I know, but that's that's just that's just for who hunting. are you? That's just for hunting reasons, you know. So I I don't want to hunt on the freaking ice. Well, no, that's but that's one thing about it though. I do want it to get cold so like some of these sloughs freeze up so that I can go walk the cattails. You're talking out of fall, both sides of your mouth and fall through. But you're a commie. No, I need to get the dog out. I feel bad if I'm like out fishing and it's hunting season and I should be having her out hunting. And have you ever taken your dog along? Ice fishing. Ice fishing. No, I was gonna. I was thinking about trying it this year. Um, Can you take one of your seats out of your? Yeah. So you could actually put a dog bed down in one side. I thought about doing that, bringing something along so she can lay in there. But I don't. I don't know how good she would. (laughs) I mean, she she'll hang out and chill, but. Man, I think that everybody on the ice would get to know her because she'd come There's, running over. Oh. She would run over. She'd come running back, and she'd probably have like three rods tangled up on her in her paws, one in her mouth that she picked up. So, if you have never been out on the ice when you got joined by somebody else's dog, have you really? I, like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like I've had that ten times where all of a sudden, like, a dog is like outside your shack, and you open it up, you know, and it's like, oh, hey, you know, whatever, and it's like. Where the frick did you come from? <laughs> and, you know, then all of a sudden you either have a guy come riding over on a four-wheeler and, hey, Charlie, you know, get back here. I'm sorry about him or whatever. Or, like, no one ever right. comes and, and like, you know, it's just like, okay, well, looks like Charlie's just going <laughs> to run back over to the north side and, you know. I think up in South Dakota somewhere, like, by, like, Lake Thompson or one of the lakes up there, everybody is always – posting Sinai on, or Sinai it's only Sinai yeah. yeah somewhere like in there they're always posting about hey is anybody lose a dog and stuff and everybody's like no that's just like you said that's all just that's old Charlie that's so-and-so's that's dog that dog's always coming out there and visiting everybody on the lake so <laughs> well I've seen pictures of 
people up in northern Minnesota that have had wolves come out there. No, no, no thanks for wolves, man. I mean, I you got to no. be packing some freaking sidearm power <laughs> if, if that's going to happen. But yeah, I've seen coyotes on the ice and stuff have like Have you that, really? But, yeah, I've never. So what happens, like, what happens if uh, if you're out there and, uh, you know, you're fishing, blah, 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 you know, and old Charlie comes up and Charlie's not exactly nice. That's what I mean. It's just like. My dog is a very is very nice dog. Yep. She loves people. She almost loves people too much. Like when she sees them, she gets so excited and goes running over to them. And sometimes I think people, they always have that hesitation, freak out for a second. Like, like you know, like is this dog coming over there to like bite me or something like right. that? And it's just like she never would. But she's just so excited to see you that it's just like she didn't, I mean, yeah, she might hit you with her tail or something like that a bunch of times, but... So yeah. I've thought about it this year, taking her out if I run over to Pahoya someday or something like that. I think you should. I think you should. I, you know, it's worth, it's worth trying. I, I think you know one thing you got to know for sure is if your dog is the type that's going to be biting at fish. You know, you right. get treble hooks and whatnot flying yep. around, and you could have yourself a real freaking well, mess in a hurry. I've I've had her out in the boat before, and she just wants to jump in the water so bad. Like she jumps right off. We're out in the middle of Okaboji one time, and psh, right in she goes. Right, she in. did it a couple times, and then uh, we've had it before where we were trolling on Silver Lake the one time, and we met some guys that were trolling the other way, and they had planer boards out, and she saw those old planer boards, and <laughs> she went jumped. in on them. <laughs> yeah, she started swimming after the planer boards because oh, she wanted man. to get those. And yeah, it's always an adventure when she's out in the boat with me. So yeah. I, I'm going to though. I'm going to give her a try and get her out there this year and have a nice little dog bed in the side of the ice shack for her to curl up on and hang yeah. out. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Like I know when I'm trying to net fish during the summertime, she's basically jumping in there after the fish that's on, like you said, and then it gets scary if there's treble hooks involved and everything like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when a fish comes up out of the ice hole to see what her reaction will be. Right. Right. I'll have to get a video going to see what see what happens it could be a it could be just lay there and be like oh that's pretty cool or it could be one heck of a disaster there's gonna be people going what is going on in that shack over there <laughs> yeah no uh you know one of the things i, I think that we got to touch on too matt you know with talking about this in between time right now uh you know i think uh for most of our listening area a lot of people have had uh more snow you know some rain more moisture in the last like 10 days than what we had, you know, the whole entire month of, you know, July, August, and, you know, September and October. And, uh, you know, one, one thing me and you were just talking about that here a little bit ago was a lot of these farm ponds and a lot of the, you know, even the Rock River here in town, you know, uh, uh, is so far below normal, you know, mm-hmm. normal, uh, I don't know what it, it ain't height. What is it? Um, water level. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Water level, you know, capacity or, or whatever. But, uh, if, if we would happen to get, uh, you know, a long cold winter, uh, we're in trouble. Yeah. It's going to take some damage on some of these small bodies of water. Yeah. I don't know, you know, up in South Dakota, you know, they've got a lot of, you know, just small sloughs that uh, have, you know, spectacular perch fishing, you know, some walleyes and whatnot. Uh, you know, if, if all those, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, did up in the Watertown area, you know, north of Brookings and whatnot, did they get more moisture than what we did down here? I, I guess See, I really don't know. they had a lot know. more to start off with than us, and they've been pretty flooded the last few years. So I, I'm not sure what it's like up there, if they're as bad as it is around here. I mean, I think about a like a Okaboji with us. Two years ago, 
I can remember having to wade out to the dock because the water was so high. Right, right. That all the docks and all that stuff were underwater. Now they're so far down. I mean, it's not like it's There's people like that can't get their feet. boat off their lift. Right, because... it's like a couple feet lower than what it normally is. So, it, you know, lakes like that will be all right. But like you said, it's going to be these smaller farm ponds, these smaller rivers. I mean, if they completely freeze, unless some of these fish can find some deeper holes, I um, I don't know. It's going to be some bad winter kill this year. Right. So uh, I did a little bit of research, and, and from what I could tell, uh, I got my information from the Minnesota, Minnesota, Michigan Department of Natural Resources. And uh, with what I found uh, for bass, uh, panfish, and, uh, um, you know, most of the fish that we have up in this area, uh, on a pond or a lake that is bigger than a half acre, 25 to 50 percent of it has to be deeper than 10 feet in order for it to not you know just automatically winter kill wow so you know i mean if, if you're dealing with a with a pond that you know normally is 13 14 feet deep and uh you know it would happen to get two three feet below all of a sudden you're you know you're right you're dealing with trouble there and uh so you know i, I guess i don't well, you well, think you think about a lot of these lakes, like even in Southwest, like Minnesota, uh, that are just these little pothole lakes that don't get nine foot, you know, eight foot deep at the deepest. You know, every year that it's kind of like you're worried about a winter kill, and some of them have aerators that they run during the year, but there's some of them that don't have aerators on them. So what's it going to be like on them this year? Especially if we get like a significant amount of snow after the ice melts right or the ice gets on the lake the only thing i can think of is that it it possibly changes if there is any bit of a current through right because i mean there are lakes you know around here and i don't know what lake right off the top of my head but uh you know that only get you know 12 foot deep or something like that but you know 10 foot deep uh yeah well whatever that is what it is but uh that's that's what the Michigan Department of Natural Resources uh, says that at least 25 to 50 percent needs to be over 10 feet deep in order to uh, sustain. And I guess I don't know for whatever reason it needs to be uh, the same percentage needs to be over 12 feet uh, to do um, trout. Oh, okay. So I don't know you would almost think trout could sustain. You know, you know they're almost a colder colder fish than uh, whatever. But hey. That's what the Michigan uh, DNR says, so I'm not going to fight them on it, but uh, no, hopefully hopefully we don't deal with that. Hopefully, you know, uh, uh, with the snow and everything that we've had, you know, I don't think anything really in our area, well, I don't think, I know nothing in our area is, is thinking about getting frozen, you know, here in the next week or two. All right. So uh, we got a lot of snow to melt and uh, hopefully some rain and hopefully uh, we'll... Uh, Take care of that. So. Yeah, get it up there a little bit before the ice does get on the lakes. Yep. So I got another one for you here, Matt. Uh, I I don't know what news blast this was in, but uh, I don't know if it was Target Walleye or if it was uh, NPAA or whatever, but uh, I just thought it was really interesting. Um, have you ever seen where they take an airplane and stock fish? Yeah. Like, yeah you know, they, cool. they go flying yep. and all and of a sudden they... What do you think the survival rate of those fish is? Like coming out of, like falling out of the plane survival rate or eventually surviving in the long run? 
Um, How many of them survived the when, when they're drop? stocked from an airplane, which drops fish from 100 feet above the surface while traveling 100 miles per hour? The survival rate is about blank percent. So I oh, would. I'm gonna say. I mean, obviously, it's pretty decently high, or they wouldn't right, do no it. Right, yeah, It's like 5% of them survive, yeah, right. so we're just dropping fish out of but the plane at least for fun. It's, at it's least the it's coolest decent. thing ever. Yeah. You know, hopefully a few of them make it. Right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, mm, let's say 83%. 83 is was your guess? Yeah. Want me to kick you in the nards? 85. Really? Yeah. yeah. Solid guess. Yeah. Solid guess. I mean that that right there is a testament that you know even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> Are you talking even, about the fish surviving a, or me getting close <laughs> to having the right answer? <laughs> you getting close to having the right answer? I was. That's the way I was always in school too. I was close to the answer. I might not have been right, but I was somewhat close. So the teacher just gave me the benefit of the doubt because right. I was I, a nice kid. Yeah. And said, "Okay, you well, you were not let, a nice kid. No, I was. You were a jackass." <laughs> <laughs> but i was in the ballpark yeah that's right that's right and, and that's Again, all you really need he's a, he's a jackass but he's kind of he, he's yeah, kind of but he's decently he's, close he's so a, i mean i guess we're gonna give him no no the 85 percent. so so check this out uh they have recently the I, I think this is minnesota dnr yeah minnesota dnr uh in their remote trout lakes has been using helicopters huh. instead of airplanes. So they can get like a 95% survival rate or like 98? 100% they, they figure because they take these helicopters and they fly five feet right on top of the water, right. you know, and just hover there and drop out, drop out these trout. They figure 100% survival rate. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, every once in a while you hear of, like how many walleye they release and, uh, you know, such and such a lake or, you know, whatever. And I mean, sometimes, I mean, it's, it's hundreds of thousands, if not millions, you know, in, in some of these places. So I guess in the grand scheme of things, when you really think about it, I mean, uh, to, to make it 85% to 100% or even if it's 99% or whatever, I mean, I guess that's still a lot of, lot, a lot, a lot of fish. Right. That's cool that they're finding different ways to stock these things. And I mean, how do you feel about helicopters? I, I would go for a ride on a helicopter. You would go for a ride oh, yeah. in a helicopter? Right. My brother says I, that there's only two kinds of helicopters <laughs> those that have crashed and those that are going to crash. <laughs> I just, I, I would go for a ride on one. I mean, I, I'd rather go on a planned ride on one than an unplanned ride on one, but. A planned ride on yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's wise words from a non wise man. Right. <laughs> I was close to the answer. So. Yeah. No, that's that's uh I don't know. I just I, I saw that and I thought, you know what, that's kinda cool. Uh you know, something something a little bit different. So So then when they drop them out of the helicopter they like you know, obviously the airplane has like a hatch that they that they're in and they open it up and it drops. Like does a helicopter do they have do they get old get old Larry from from the office and have him hold a big tote full of fish and see, dump them out as he's strapped to the side of the v, or the helicopter or what? See, that's that's the they're just jumping them out the side, ain't they? Yeah, I I mean, do you just get a whole bunch of rubber made containers and right? I mean, you know, 
like on some of these airplanes, you know, I mean, an airplane can hold an extra, you know, 5,000 pounds of water, you know, hey, no big deal. Like, I'm, I don't know. I mean, how much, how much extra weight can a helicopter take on? Right. Uh, and it's, it's nice because they can do that to like some of them remote lakes. Right. Where they can't just drive up to the landing. It's pretty cool. Like when you see them drive right up to the landing and open up the back end of the tanks and they all come shooting out of there. Or what about those one places that have like those fish like shoots that they put the fish in there and it yeah, goes it, and like, it's, like shoots them, them. Yeah. <laughs> and just shoots them right out. They could never let us do that job. Fish because, cannons. Because, uh, some bad things would probably, Hey, <laughs> that would be so much fun. Uh, Scott, I think you put that fish through the chute four times. <laughs> Was that a Mountain Dew bottle that just went whizzing by? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, no. Yeah. That's pretty cool to see that. I mean, like, uh, Dropping them out of a plane like that, I'm sure a lot of them don't survive. Well, at 100 miles an hour, I mean, you know, tr- I mean, drop a human out of a plane, you know, from 100 feet at 100 miles an hour and see how it works out. Like. Probably have a lot better survival rate than, like, walleyes having to deal with walleye fishermen. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, there goes our listeners. But at least we kept them for 28 and a half minutes. So. No. <laughs> nope. So, all right. On to the next thing. You got anything else to talk to before what? we? I was gonna. I was just looking at something on here. Well, tell us about with, it. Let's talk about eating fish. Are you a, like when it comes to fish? Are you a fish snob? Somebody talked to us about this today at the ice institute. Or we were talking about fish, and they're like, "Well, I like to eat these," and some people don't like to eat this. You know, like we'll say like yellow bass. You know, some people like eating yellow bass. Some people don't like eating yellow bass. Some people like eating white bass. Are you a person that's like I'm the only fish that I'll eat is a walleye caught out of thirty four degree water from Lake Ponset, South Dakota? So you're asking me if I am Well, I know that you're not a I mean, when it comes to a food, I mean I know you're not a food snob, but <laughs> well, that's for damn sure. <laughs> but uh no, I uh you know like, I guess yeah, I, for you, me we, personally, like I am not going to eat a fish out of our river here in town because right. i think you know that our river gets polluted a lot uh you know uh and i'm not taking shots at farmers here but i mean uh you know between the pesticides and uh insecticides and whatnot that get sprayed on our crops that you know turn around and wash into our river um you know uh, we've we've got a lot of cattle feedlots in the area we've got a lot of uh hog confinements in the area um, you know, that stuff, uh, there, there's no way to slice it and dice it. Uh, that stuff ends up in our waterways that, you know, eventually ends up in our, uh, rivers and it gets washed on down. So personally for me, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, eat anything out of our river. Um, as far as, uh, anything else, you know, I'll eat, I'll eat like bluegills, species, crappies. you know, you, yeah, we, I'll we, eat bluegills, crappies, uh, you know, I remember way back in, in the day, my grandpa uh, skinning bullheads. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I know that we've talked to your grandpa, and your grandpa was big into bullheads and, and whatnot. Like, wh- why is it now that we feel like we're above bullheads? No, I know. Because I think most people do. Oh, yeah. not There's not many of I bet you if you went around to, like, people our age and asked them about eating bullheads, they'd be like, I ain't eating no bullhead, and they've never done it before. Right, right. They just wouldn't do it. But it's the same as carp. 
Right. I mean, you know, there is a lot of people that really, you know, they prefer carp. It's not like, well, we'll eat carp because we, you know, because we have to. I mean, there are people that full on prefer carp. And I've heard that it's a really nice white flaky meat. I've heard that if you smoke it, it's spectacular, which goes, I mean, hell, you can smoke about anything and make it good. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, I'm, I guess, yeah, for me personally, I, uh, I'll eat any fish species. Uh, it probably matters to me more what body of water that they came out of. Right. Like, uh, I mean, honestly, if somebody fixed carp, I would definitely love to try it at some point. And we yeah. should we should do that. We should I mean, just have. We like, should try to catch a carp at some point in time. And, and even uh, drum, you know, like Sheepshead people say that they Brandon are actually Lockwood says really it's good. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we need to do that one of these times. Just have a yeah, something a little bit different and. You know, people have these wild game feeds where they're bringing an alligator and then all this stuff. It's like we should have like a wild fish feed. Where wild it's just, fish feed, yeah. We got carp and, you know, yeah, sheep's head, everything that, like that. That would be good. Would uh, would you eat a largemouth bass? Yeah. You would? Yeah. If it, it Well, like if somebody made it and it was just like, oh, this is bass. Like I'm not going to probably keep one and flay it out and eat it and stuff like that. But Smallmouth? No. Not smallmouth? Well, it, again, I'm not going to keep you're it. You're not personally going to do it, but if somebody you else know, did if it. I'm on, if you're on like one of those flying fishing trips up in Canada, and that's what you're and catching, that's what yeah, you're catching yeah, and no that's doubt. what you're bringing in, it's just like, oh, you're probably going to keep a couple for table fare. And there's nothing wrong. You know, like, again, people want to keep those, keep those smaller, like 14, 15 inches. Don't be going out there and just like with walleye and everything like that. But, um, uh, no, if somebody had it and was fry, fried it up and it was just like, all right. I mean, it's one of those things. I bet you you could take a bunch of fish and fry it up and put it together and tell everybody that it's walleye and everybody would think it was walleye. Right. And it could be a bunch of different things. But do you notice like how, especially on social media, there's like three real teams and it's the musky fishermen, the walleye fishermen, and the bass fishermen. Right. You know, like and no, the musky, but, the but musky. now, but now, now the panfish, the panfish guys are starting to sneak in there too, and they're starting to get their just due because people are starting to realize that you know maybe we shouldn't be keeping these big bluegills That's and true stuff too. like that. So now they're starting to kind of get their foot in that door a little bit. And but it's the walleye fishermen, like you know, I mean, they the walleye fishermen don't like the musky fishermen because you know the they think that the muskies you know eat the walleyes. And so, you know, then they take shots, you know, at, you know, how they need to kill muskies. And, and then, you know, the, the bass fishermen guys are talking about, you know, how good it tastes, you know, 30 inch walleyes taste right. oh, so good, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, there are some serious, serious uh, <laughs> shots taken, uh, you know, between all them dudes. And I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I like to. I like to read the shots, <laughs> you know, like I, I find like, like, I find myself, you know, like you know, at, at what point in time, you know, I'm in my mind, I'm like, you know, golly, as fishermen, can't we all just come together? Like, oh man, you know, <laughs> this is getting good. You know, wanna, we got to read these. I want to take and Photoshop a picture of us holding a 30 inch walleye in front of a building, a 10 inch bluegill in front of a building and any size muskie in front of a building, a 50 inch muskie in front of a building. You know, you could Photoshop oh, yourself yeah. in front of that and and put it up. People are going to, you're going to have some people that are going to be like, oh, you sweet fish. And then other people are going to be like, that's a, that's a nice fish. Too bad it's not swimming anymore. Right. And it's just like, 
And same way with like a 20 inch bass. Well, any bass. Well, and like <laughs> any, I think, any bass I think of that from time to time, you know, like I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are times when I will sit there and, uh, you know, see a, see a picture like that. And it's like, Oh, you freaking dirt bag. You kept it, but I'm not actually going to be the guy that actually uh, right. writes anything. But, uh, yeah, whatever. That's that. But no, I just wanted to know if it, I mean, I'm the type of person that I'll eat fish. Yeah, me too. Me too. And you I, can I barely you can, ever eat fish. You can definitely tell the difference between Northern and the rest of them just because they're, it's usually a little thicker. And the meat is a little bit different color, but other okay. than that. Here it goes, Matt. Rank the four meats. Favorite to least favorite. Favorite? Beef, pork, fish, poultry. Favorite oh, to least favorite. Beef would be one. Beef, one. Um, poultry, probably second, to be honest Poultry, with two. You. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Fish and then pork. Fish and then pork. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At least that's, I'm ranking that as like what I probably eat the most of. Right. I probably eat the most of, well, not even, I mean, I eat a lot of beef, but I'm going to say we eat a lot of deer. Yeah. Well, well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, we have a lot of ground deer year round that we eat a lot of. So. Yep. And then, you know, we obviously, every once in a while we'll get a quarter of beef and yep. everything like that. Yep. And then with my dad working where he does, he gets some good deals on some pork. So. Yep. We have that, but then we a lot of times we have a lot of chicken with a lot of our food at home. So well, and you guys eat you guys eat a fair amount of fish, right? Oh yeah, yep. and I mean, and fish is right up there. Yep. So, all right. How about, how about you? What's yours? <laughs> well, uh, I would say beef is is obviously number one uh, in my book. Um, I would say probably number two pork. Uh, and then the real toss-up is uh, between fish and uh, fish and poultry. I like wings, but otherwise, I I truly I mean I could leave chicken forever. Um, I do like I do like good fried fish. I think I'll give the edge to fish, and uh, poultry would come up uh, last in my book. Right. I don't like turkey. No turkey, huh? No, no. So Thanksgiving is dry. Up as- it's dry, like yeah. it's, I don't know, like, I hope that there's no turkey producers listening to this, <laughs> but like, that stuff sucks, <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm not for it, like, I really don't care for fried chicken, like, you know, I don't know, KFC and whatnot, like, I mean, if it is what it is, like, you know, yeah, I'll eat it, but right. uh, otherwise, I don't really like it, like, Chick-fil-A sandwiches, they're good, they're good, but like, I mean, if I was to... If you were to offer me a Chick-fil-A sandwich versus any burger or any pulled pork uh, sandwich or any, you know, uh, pork loin sandwich or whatever. Right. Sorry, yeah. but it ain't happening. No, I, I totally understand that one. So, yeah, that is what it is. I uh, just came to me, so I had to ask. But uh, Bass Nation National Championship, uh, we'll quick run through this just because the winner happens to be from the state of Wisconsin. Yep. What's the name? Pat Schlaper? I think so. Schlipper or Schlaper. Schlaper, Schlipper. Yep. Schlaper, won Schlipper. Schlipper, he won Schlipper. The, he won the Northern Regional up on Schlipper. Lake. Schlipper, Schlipper. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even look at Schlipper, you when you think. So, no, he he won it. I mean, he. And he absolutely kicked the. Yeah, the last day. He had a heck of a day on that last day. So, 
He won it. He qualified for the Bassmaster Classic. Hopefully that goes on this next in 2021. Um, and the Bassmaster Elite Series. And he qualified, got an invitation to the Bassmaster Elite Series. So that's pretty cool. That's I mean, he's just a regular old weekend angler that fishes a lot of the local tournaments. And any one of our listeners could get in on something like that and have a good year and end up fishing for a Bassmaster Classic title or getting an invite to the Elite Series. Uh, Rich Lindgren, our past guest, he had a solid tournament. I think after day one, he was like in third or fourth place. Right, right. And then he ended up being in 10th, I believe. Yep. Oh, yeah, Pat Schlapper. Yeah, he, he put on a clinic. I'm just uh, looking looking him up right here, but uh, a lot of congrats on his Facebook page. And, uh, yeah. Well, whatever. That is what it is. And, uh, yeah, Pickwick was on Pickwick yep. down in Alabama. Down in Alabama. So, uh, no, I, uh, that's awesome. He's from Wisconsin. The Northern Anglers, I'm telling you, man, there. This will be another one in the Elite Series yep, if he takes it, takes and does it. Three for Wisconsin. Uh, we've got two from Minnesota. Yep. Three from Canada. Um, one from Illinois. Yep. Um, I think that's There's it. Obviously, some Michigan guys, but yeah, yeah, Idaho. Um, yeah, well, whatever. That is what it is. The northern guys are invading the bass. That's good. That is good. Elite series, not just a southern man sport anymore. That's right. So, Matt, good news story. Uh, of course, I got to go to a big, huge shout out to our varsity football here at Central Lion George Little Rock, uh, winning the semifinals. Their semifinal game, 41 to nothing on Saturday versus Comanche. And now they get to play for a state title this coming this week on Friday at 2 o'clock against Walken or Walk On. So looking forward to that. So a big shout out to them. It's been fun watching these guys work hard. You know, we get to coach them up when they're in middle school. I get that opportunity to see when they first ever put the pads on and go out there on the field and to see how far they come along right. and these seniors you know they these seniors they won two i think it was two football games their seventh grade game their seventh grade year won their eighth grade year none their freshman year and now as seniors they get to play for a state title they're undefeated right now so where is walk on is it's, that it's basically straight across the state from us it's up in the northeastern corner it is okay. yeah it's actually so pretty close to lacrosse okay yep. if there is anybody that is from walk on that happens to listen to this podcast, reach out to us. Uh, we just, just a little gentleman's bet. I yep. don't know. We'll send you, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you got, uh, if you got anything that you can send us, even, even a walk on t-shirt, like, I don't even care. We'll send you a Midwest angler podcast t-shirt, or we'll send you a tumbler, or we'll send you some stickers. We'll just probably send you a whole entire prize pack, whatever. But if there's anybody from up in that area, uh, send us a message on Facebook or, uh, yeah, you know, either either send it to Matt's personal page, my personal page, the podcast uh, page, whatever. But uh, I, there, there's a chance that we got somebody from Wakan that happens to could have happens to listen and uh, to it. you know it. And we're not gonna talk trash, you know, if 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 we would win or you know if you would win or however it would work, it would just strictly be a a fun little uh, deal, you know to. I don't know. Just just spice up the game a little bit. So, yeah, uh, should be a fun game. Should be a good one. Both teams are really tough, and oh yeah, it's a pretty story programs. So looking yep. forward to it. No doubt about it. Yours? Mine would be. Um, 
going to give a shout out to Zach Cox, who gave uh, gave us a couple custom baits. Uh, he's got little lipless crank baits that yep. uh, he uh, he paints up and uh, um, used for ice fishing and whatnot. Um, I don't know how big they are. Uh, like a quarter ounce. A quarter? Yep. You think that's what they are? Yep. Okay, well, Matt says they're a quarter, so that's what we're going to go with. I don't really know sizes on any hard baits like that. Probably about an inch long, too. Yeah, something like that. I was going to yeah. say three quarters uh, of an inch to an inch, uh, you know, something no, a little nothing. bit smaller. Uh, he had some that were kind of uh, painted like yellow bass. Uh, you know, Matt got one that was kind of painted like a bluegill and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, he just kind of does it on the side uh, for fun. And uh, he wants uh, he wants constructive criticism, but his brother told us uh, you got to you got to, if there's any bad, you got to mix it in with a lot of good because otherwise he'll cry. <laughs> so. Hey, he made me a bunch of hair jigs this last year, and those things are pretty sweet, and I've got to use them a little bit. I wanted to use them a lot more this fall, but. I've got a spinner bait right here. Yep, he gave us a couple spinner baits, that, uh, the old Hawkeye spinner baits. That's right. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> All right, we're going to say it. Uh, Hawkeye's beat Minnesota, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll they didn't throw, just beat them; they, they demoralized them. Yep. So uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna take the pig back to Iowa, and we're just gonna leave the timeouts here. Yeah, wow, what a, <laughs> that what was a couple awesome. of shots. That was good old good old Kirk. You know, that's good old good job on little trash talking yeah. like that. You know what? I'm gonna come out and say, for maybe possibly the first time ever, I went for Nebraska Cornhuskers. You wanted him to beat Penn State? Yeah. I freaking hate that Rich Franklin. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, that dude, he just really, he bothers me. He is he is an arrogant prick. I don't, I do not like him one bit. Uh, and and I'm not saying I like Nebraska, because I really don't like Nebraska Cornhuskers. But, uh, well, then you know, I mean, I respect, for... I respect Scott Frost and, and whatever. But, yeah, I'm telling you, we're going to freaking, we're going to. When is the last time Penn State Got off to an 0 5 start. No, I don't know if they ever have. Ever. Possibly never. I'd love to be a part of history. Dang right. I'm, and then keep we're it, not really a part of it. I mean, we're just uh, armchair quarterbacks from Northwest Iowa. But Then keep it rolling and beat those Huskers yep, on Black yep. Friday. If there's any diehard Husker fans, I think we should be making some sort of a deal with them. All right. I mean, we're not even, we're not going to tap our brakes for Penn State, but, uh, um, there's any diehard Husker fans? Well, a we've got to have some sort of deal with the Cox boys. You're right. Uh, they better know, be wearing. Uh, they should have to wear that those sleeveless Hawkeye T-shirts during the Nebraska game. Riding the hair off of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> no, they, but yeah, like I say, they should. But uh, nope. I think that will. Uh, we're going to call that an end to episode 99. Uh, guys, we're not going to lie. We just kind of shot or put that one together. Uh, things kind of gotten crazy, but. Uh, yeah, episode 100 next, and uh, we're going to try to make it a cool, good one for you guys and uh, something uh, a little bit different. So, um, no, we've, we've definitely, we've got some really big names uh, uh, coming up that we're going to try to get. Uh, we talked to a couple guys today at the, uh, at the Ice Institute, uh, you know, kind of uh, people that I think would really have interesting stories, uh, business owners in the uh, fishing industry, and, uh, you know, just... Uh, hopefully we can get them on here in the coming weeks and uh, that'd be awesome so yeah for sure all righty well that is episode 99 see you next week on episode handy later <laughs> <laughs>